You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Welcome back to the New Day of Hope broadcast. We are so excited that you tuned in one more time to listen to the word of God. You know, Jeremiah 15 verse 16 says, Your words were found and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord of hosts. So we know that you will be blessed today because there is a word from the Lord. Well, praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. And my wife has just welcomed you and my friends. We want to say how happy we are that you have joined us one more time to enjoy the blessings coming from the Lord. So this would be a very good time for you to call a neighbor or call a friend and let them know that the new Day of Hope broadcast is on the air and that they should tune in and enjoy the blessings of the Lord. I pray that you will tune out everything that will distract you from hearing what the Spirit of God is saying to you and focus on Him. And the subject for tonight is three vital things to effectively influence the world. Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. We are really excited to come to you one more time. Glad to be in the service we sing sometimes one more time. And so we are glad to be on the air one more time to proclaim the message of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Well, today for a few minutes, I'd like to share with you the message and my wife just announced the title of the word that is three vital things to effectively influence the world. So by way of connection, we would like to read Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2, a very familiar portion of the word of the Lord. And so Paul is writing and he says, I beseech you therefore brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that he may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So my friends, without a doubt, you know that we live in a godless world. Ungodliness is mounting up all around us. I'm, I'm telling you, man, what we, we experienced when we were growing up many years ago, it's completely a different world right now. Things are so different than it used to be. I remember we used to go to bed with our doors and windows open. Today, you dare not try that at all. It is too risky to even do that. Then we must admit that the average church member is not living at his best for Christ. I said that the average church member is not living at his best for Christ. His Christianity makes little impression on the outside world. But my friends, we as a people, as children of God, we must make an impression for Christ on the godless generation in which we live. So I came today on this broadcast to share with you three vital things to effectively influence the godless world. 
So number one, we need to live consecrated Christian lives. That's the first thing we want to look at, my friends, for us to live consecrated Christian lives. The word consecrate or consecration or consecrated means to set apart as holy or to be entirely devoted and dedicated for the cause of Christ. So you ask, well, is it possible for you to live a holy life today? And the answer to that question is yes, because Jesus in his word said that we must be holy because he himself is holy. We have to be devoted and be completely dedicated for the cause of Christ. Leviticus 11 verse 44 says, For I am the Lord your God. Ye shall therefore, watch this now, ye shall therefore sanctify yourselves, and ye shall be holy, for I am holy. So the word of God is challenging us, my friends, to sanctify ourselves unto the Lord, to sanctify ourselves for the cause of Christ. I love the hymns. By now you should know that because you hear me quoting the hymns ever so often. And one of the hymns that I love so very much is, Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moments and my days and let them flow in ceaseless praise. Take my life, my friends. Take my moment. Take my days. Take my money. Take my everything just for the cause of Christ. If that will bring honor and glory to the name of Christ, then so be it. So the mere fact that our names are on the church roll does not influence the outside world because we sometimes believe, well, well, I am a member of this great church and I'm a member of that church. And because of that, I think I am influencing the world. Know that, that there might be people in that church whose lives are really influencing the world, but it doesn't mean that all of us are doing that. The people must see that we are different if we want to influence the world. They must see that there is, there is something different about us. They must see that Something has happened within us that changed our lives. It doesn't mean whatever you were yesterday, my friends. If Jesus is in your heart right now, there must be a change. So during the New Testament time, the people, the Bible says, took note of the believers. Watch this now. They took note and the note was that, that they had been with Jesus. Their lives were different from the lives of those who knew not Christ. The Bible says that they loved one another and that's what consecration will do. It will make you love one another because Jesus said, It is by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another. Jesus did not say, well, if you have money or if you have a fine church or if you have a large congregation that people will know that you are his disciples. No, he did not even say, well, if you are a great preacher, a great singer, that people will know that you are his disciples. No, he said, if you have love one for another, and that's what Christianity, my friends, is all about. If we expect to impress the world, if we expect to influence the godless world, then our salvation must be a thing that changes us. I said, if, we, if you expect to influence the world, our salvation must be 
a thing that changes us. The scripture says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. This consecration, my friends, is not always an instantaneous change. It is the process of the gradual, a change that begins with conversion and then increases in power from day to day. That's what we call growing in grace and in the knowledge of Christ. That that is something which is brought about by number one, prayer. Oh, I love to talk about prayer because I know how important it is for us to pray, my friends. The foes of right are oppressing us today. The devil is on our trail. The Bible says that he is like a roaring lion. He is walking about seeking whom he may devour. And that's why we, we've got to spend time in prayer. That is every day and every moment of every day. We've got to be in the atmosphere of prayer. Then we must study the word of God. The Bible tells us that we must study to show ourselves approved not unto man, not unto the pastor, not unto the Sunday school teacher, but he said we must study to show ourselves approved unto God because a workman that needeth not to be ashamed but rightly dividing the word of truth. My friends, the Bible is truth. It's the word of the Lord. It's the inspired, the, 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 the unadulterated word of truth. And that's what we stand upon today. Then it is brought about by faithfulness to Christian duty. All of us as Christians, we have a duty to perform, and that is every day. And so we, we have to be faithful to the calling of God upon our lives. It's by a daily walk with God, not just one day a month, but it is every day. We have to walk with our God. Yes, my friends, we've been saved, but is that all? We never grow in Some people never grow in grace. The same way they were 20 years ago, they are still the same way today. You ask them to quote a verse of scripture and all they can tell is Jesus wept. And they said Jesus cannot keep weeping all the time. That's, but that's all they know. But we have to grow in grace. We never influence others for Christ. Never learn the joy of true service. Never know the thrill of a daily walk with Christ. If you are a true child of God, you can influence the world by living a consecrated Christian life. Now, number two, we need the power that comes from a deeper devotional life. I say we need the power that comes from a deeper devotional life. Jesus said, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. The day, my friends, you got saved, the Holy Ghost came upon you. That very day you gave your life to Christ, the Holy Ghost came upon you. So the question, the question, the question is, uh, what happened to the power that Jesus promised us? Oh, I came to tell you today that the power, my friend, is in you. But your job as a believer is to stir up the gift of God that is in you. Second Samuel 22 verse 33 says, God is my strength and power, and he maketh my way perfect. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that death and life are in the power 
of the tongue. My friends, you've got the power in the name of Jesus. And even though Satan is raging, we cannot be defeated because we are standing on the authority of the Holy Word of the Lord. And if you are standing on the authority of the Holy Word of God, oh, you've got the power. You've got it. You've got it, man. You were able to cast out demons because Jesus told us that, hey, greater works we will do than even what he did. But today we seemingly we are not doing the greater works because we are not doing any work at all. We can never have to any power to influence anyone for Christ unless we spend some time alone with God. Take time to be holy, my friends. Oh, the world, the world is rushing on. The world is busy, man. Everything is microwave style. But we've got to take time to be holy. We must begin the day with God in prayer. Every day, every day, man. Every believer should begin his day with God in prayer. As we sit to have a meal, we ought to bow our heads and give God thanks for that food. Even before we make decisions as the day rolls by, we must pray. Uh, before we go to bed at night, we must pray. And I tell you, man, uh, the people like Daniel, and they prayed three times a day, but in this day that we live, we need to pray six times and nine times and 12 times, and we need to pray all the day long. The songwriter wrote, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. I, I love that because in reality is that we are carrying the world on our shoulder. When we have a God who hears our cry, when we have a God who is waiting to answer our prayers. And so here we are straining through the struggles of life. Here we are being burdened with the pains of life. We know we can go to God in prayer. Take it to the Lord in prayer. We thank God because we have a God that we can call upon in times of our trouble. So, my friends, number three, we need a revival of our zeal. We all had some zealous moments for the Lord. Oh, yes. I remember when I first got saved many Many years ago, I would walk down up and down the streets and, and giving out tracks to everyone that I come in contact with. Whether they were white, black, uh, rich or poor, bond or free, doesn't matter who they were. I was bold to go and give them a track and to talk about Jesus with them. But as the moments rolled by, our love for Christ and that zeal died out. Today it's even worse because we are content to go in the house of the Lord on Sunday morning. Sit down, enjoy the air condition, and, and listen to a few words from, from somebody. But we are in a hurry because we keep watching our time, and we are in a hurry to go. Or some of us go with our phones, our iPads, and whatever pads you have, and, and we pretend that we are following the scriptures, and, but in reality we are sending texts, and we are sending emails, and we are conversing with other people while the word of God is being preached, my friends. I know what I'm talking about. I have seen that so many times before. We have lost that zeal. We found ourselves in a place of comfort and all of a sudden we lost that zeal. So the question that I want to ask you at this time is, where is your zeal and your strength towards God? Oh, Jesus, Jesus told the church 
of Laodicea to be zealous and repent. We have lost our zeal for worship. Our worship in these days is seemingly is so dead. Or we go there, we, so we, we sing some songs that, that we've never heard before, or whatever the case might be. And that as a result, our worshiping becomes so dull. We've lost our zeal for praising God. We've lost our zeal for teaching the word of the Lord. We've lost our zeal for witnessing to the lost at any cost. When we speak of zeal, my friends, we mean that personal effort to win those around us. There are souls, my friends, to rescue. There are souls to save. Many are dying and are going to a Christless eternity because few there are who seems to care and few there are who even pray. Oh, we would ask God today to melt our hearts, fill our soul and to stir up in us that fire one more time that we can be zealous again. And go out in the Father's business. Or oh, the Bible tells us that we must lift up our eyes and look because the fields are now ripe and they are ready for harvest. So therefore we must get that burning fire in us. Be zealous again. And let us go into the highways and into the byways. And let us proclaim the message of hope. Let us proclaim the message of truth. Let us proclaim the message of life. Because the word of God is able to transform lives, my friends. Jesus said, whosoever will call upon him, ah, they will be saved. Paul says that he's not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Because that gospel is the power of God unto salvation. My friends, let us go out and be zealous. For the things of the Lord. Let us ask God to stir up in us one more time. That fire we once had for him. May God bless you today. Great word, great word. That was wonderful. And my friends, I hope you feel as challenged as I was today. By the word of God. And if you were challenged. I pray that you will take a stand. And if you have never trust God. That you will do so right now. Because Tomorrow is not promised to anyone. He said, today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Give him a chance in your heart today. Let us pray, my friends. Father and the God, we want to thank you for yet another day, for yet another moment when your words can go forth in the power and demonstration of the Spirit of the Almighty. Thank you for every person under the sound of my voice right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray for those who do not know you as Savior and Lord of their lives. That you would trouble their souls and cause them to be restless until they come to know you. For whom to know is life eternal. Those who are saved, that you would trouble us also. That we would be on set up our minds and our hearts and our souls on fire for thee. That we would go out and strive to reach the lost at any cost before time shall be no more. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 My friends, if this program has been a blessing to you, we would love to hear from you. And you can check us out on New Day of Hope Atlanta at gmail.com. So until then, let your heart go on singing. Until then, with joy, my friends, you ought to carry on. Bye now. May God bless you and may God keep you.